Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Um, once again, it's an investigation. If it does come out to be true, I would look into it maybe a tiny bit further. But it's an overall education. I think as males, especially in this age group, I think it's an education day-to-day sort of set up around society issues, not just drugs and mental health, alcohol, gambling. Um, I think we'll constantly have those issues in our game. Um, so it's just constant education around it. That was Melbourne captain Max Gorn. Of course, he was speaking this morning. He was addressing the revelations last night that Melbourne's Joel Smith is not only under provisional suspension because of a positive test on match day to cocaine from round 23 last year, which we already knew, potentially facing a two-year ban, but now facing further assertions from Sports Integrity Australia that when they downloaded text messages from his phone, they also found evidence he was attempting to... uh, give, I guess, or sell or pass on um, cocaine to an unspecified number of Melbourne teammates. Mm. This has given rise to questions about Melbourne's culture, and, of course, this happens with the struggles of Clayton Oliver in the background and the revelation, probably unintentionally, from Melbourne assistant coach or what's he? What's he called? Offensive coordinator. Offensive coordinator. The OC. Troy Troy Chaplin the other day at a press conference that the AFL is involved in the plan to getting mm. Oliver back to playing, which suggests that is a fairly substantial issue, whatever it is that he's dealing with. And of course, in the background or against a backdrop of the ongoing legal battle between former President Glenn Bartlett and certain members of the Melbourne board from Bartlett's time as president. Bartlett, of course, stepped down as president under pressure from the board after raising concerns in 2021 about the behaviour of coach Simon Goodwin. There's a bit going on at Melbourne. There is a bit going on at Melbourne, to say the very least. What a shocking afternoon, really, wasn't it? Like The first statement comes out from the AFL, um, a bit of a you know, knock back from what Melbourne said after that as well. Um, It's hard to make head and tail of it just for the moment. I've just noticed, Heater, fittingly you're wearing your Judge Judy Mm. T-shirt. Baloney. You're you're ready. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) Ready to sit in judgment all this. Look, this is a serious issue. And I take on board some of what Max Gorn says that, I mean, drugs are a societal issue. I've always said that. It's not just about football. Football is not an island in society. So what is happening in football is... Um, in many ways, a reflection of what happens in a wider society. But there are some things that football cannot step away from. Mm. And that is that 
because of the way they enter young players into their competition, they take young players fresh out of school and they often ship them to the other side of the country. The kid doesn't have any say in where he's going. Mm. Uh, He gets taken in a draft and he has to settle in an environment that his parents and the AFL, as the employers, can trust to be a safe environment for him to progress his football and to develop as a young man. So the AFL can't just say this is a societal issue. Mm. Melbourne can't say this is just a societal issue. Max Gorn can't just say this is a societal issue. If you're going to enter people into your competition like that, you have a greater and higher responsibility. Mm. And we saw it unfold at West Coast, you know, almost 20 years ago now. Obviously, Ben Cousins and his addiction issues and Touchwood Ben's going okay, and hopefully that continues. Um, but, of course, a number of other players, um, Daniel Kerr had issues, Daniel Chick had issues, um, and it, it became a wider thing through the club, and it became something that probably derailed West Coast bid for a second flag mm. after 2006. Um, now... When I'm watching what is happening at Melbourne and I'm watching it from a distance, it has an eerily familiar mm. ring well, to it. The, the timeline that got um, sort of revealed yesterday is a lot lengthier than you know what we first had in mind or what we knew of before yesterday afternoon to go back to um, uh, an ADRV for possession of a pre- uh, prohibited substance in September tw- uh, 2022, when he had first uh, been uh, had a positive test in 20 in August 2023. Yeah. So it's almost a year. Yeah. Difference that it was going on, and then I think the trafficking sort of alleges have been between those dates and further. So, so it's, on there. it's important to clarify. So trafficking sounds yeah serious, but in this is under the definition that Sport Integrity Australia. Mm. So if people out there aren't sure what Sport Integrity Australia means, it's basically a new name for ASADA, Mm -hmm. um, the Anti-Doping Authority. So Sport Integrity Australia um, basically defines trafficking as selling, giving, transporting, sending, delivering, or distributing a prohibited substance by an athlete to any third party. And that is the accusation that Joel Smith faces here, that when they were going through his text messages as part of their own um, uh, doping violation investigation into Joel Smith, Mm. they found these text messages, which allegedly was Joel Smith attempting to pass on cocaine to unspecified teammates, an mm. unspecified number mm. of teammates. Now, whether that draws the attention of police is a different matter. I'm sure it's got the attention of the AFL. Yes. But the uncomfortable thing for the AFL here is, Peter, is that we go all the way back to 2021 and Glenn Bartlett, and Glenn Bartlett raised concerns mm. with the AFL about the behaviour of the coach, mm. no less the coach yep. of these young men. Mm. And now we can only guess as to what happened. Glenn Bartlett had just been endorsed to continue as the president of Melbourne. He had to step away from the club because basically the board suddenly wanted him to step away from the club. Mm. Suddenly there was no significant investigation that we know of into Goodwin. Melbourne got it all together, won the 2021 flag, all was forgiven and forgotten, and we move forward. Mm. But 
if these behavioural issues involved the coach three years ago, can we be that surprised? Mm. And, and you can't accuse Glenn Bartlett of making this stuff up because no. when he went to the AFL, he was ensconced mm. as the president of Melbourne. So why would the president of Melbourne go and express grave concerns to the AFL and their leadership unless he was convinced there was a significant problem that they need needed to find a strategy to um, deal with? So you'd only go to the AFL after you think everyone within the club is okay with what's going on, right? That you couldn't enact change well, or you where, couldn't... Whether they think it's okay or not, I, I suspect that um, what... Um, he's doing. He's, he's going. This may be too big an issue mm, for a club to for a club to deal with. Yep. Therefore, we need the AFL's help. Mm. Mitch Cleary yesterday uh, with some ex- uh, interesting uh, information as well. So, with uh, the assertion from Sports Integrity Australia that um, Smith was in possession of cocaine on uh, September 2022. That day, he was sub in the Melbourne uh, semi-final loss versus Brisbane. Next day, he won a VFL prelim. Nine days later, a VFL flag. Around all those times. It's hard to believe that this is going on at the same time as professional performance of a sport. Yeah, look, I'm not all that fussed about that because what we're talking about here is cocaine. Mm. Now, cocaine is a banned substance because it's a stimulant. Mm. Um, you're not allowed to have it in your system on match day because it's a stimulant. Obviously, all those things potentially can add to your energy or your state of alertness, those sorts of things, because they are stimulants. But really, the the real performance enhancers we're talking about are your, you know, your, your human growth, your, your EPOs, um, and I'm sure there's an entirely new generation of um, performance-enhancing substance that I would struggle to pronounce the names <laughs> of. So I, I'm not really fussed about that. I'm yep. fussed, I, I am concerned about what appears to be a pattern of behaviour mm. um, at Melbourne, what appears to be more than just a couple of isolated incidents. And, um, and what, if the AFL and Melbourne have decided to sweep this under the rug and felt that it was too big and too explosive back in 2021 when Glenn Bartlett first went to them. Mm. Does uh, does everyone have a bit of blood on their hands here? Well, when, when, so Sports Integrity Australia are doing an investigation. Yep. When does the AFL then get alerted to that? Or are they, you know, side by side during that investigation, like providing info and getting info at the same time? Uh, it's a bit different to um, Essendon. Yeah. So the Essendon Supplements investigation was a, was a completely different kettle of fish. Sports Integrity Australia would become aware of a potential breach. They would presumably shore up their own processes mm. as to whether that breach had taken place. And we've actually just got a, a, a text through on the text message basically saying a Sports Integrity Australia at the same lot then incorrectly accused Peter Bowl of cheating for him... Mm to later be proven in, innocent. Now, with Peter Boll, it's a little bit of a different kettle of fish. And that is that the um, the test itself was marginal and also subsequent testing was um, more inclined to clear Peter Boll mm. than implicate him. So that was the result of the test itself. The, there as yet has not been any questioning of the positive test for mm. cocaine on match day. 
which has led to the further investigations, which has led to the discovery of the text messages, which has led to these latest accusations and mm. solutions. It's interesting that, yeah, they can get a hold of the phone, get a hold of the text messages. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realise that um, SIA had that sort of power, like that, you know, sort of police power really to, you know, extract that information. Yeah, so going all the way back to Essendon mm. and the supplement scandal, um, the AFL produced a charge sheet when it decided, I think, in its own mind, that it had to work out whether Essendon should be allowed to compete in the 2013 finals. Mm. Um, and that charge sheet, that was the most fascinating thing in the entire Essendon case mm. because that became public. And the information in that, which um, it was a SADA back then, but basically the metadata that they'd been able to download from Essendon people, from players, from staff, from coaches, it was gripping yeah. stuff. And the exchanges of conversations between doctors and players and coaches, um, yeah, that, that, that was almost the, the most gripping and captivating reading of the whole Essendon saga. Mm. Um, so they, they have extensive powers. Mm. Do we have any idea on a timeline of how this is going to play out? Well, if Sports Integrity Australia are true to form, <laughs> it will play out at half the speed of smell. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's they, and I guess, in fairness to them, mm. when you... You know, when, when we saw the Peter Bowl fiasco, mm. they have to proceed slowly and yep. they have to proceed carefully. Mm. Um, and they have to show that due process is followed the entire way through. Um, so I think don't expect a quick outcome mm. on this. So that, this is going to be around Melbourne for a fair while to come. Uh, Andrew Dillon obviously had to speak this morning and uh, he had this to say when talking about Sports Integrity Australia and their process. The investigation has been uh, conducted by Sports Integrity Australia, led uh, very well by David Sharp, a former Australian federal policeman. Uh, the investigation is led by them, and the information that they have is up to them as to what they as what they do with that. It's not a call for the AFL. The police can. So, yeah, as I just said, the, the investigation is done by Sports Integrity Australia. The information that they have, it's up to them to decide who they pass it on to. And under the anti-doping code, they provide us, the AFL, with certain information. What they do with that is really uh, their call under their legislation. That was Andrew Dillon, the new AFL CEO, talking about the Sports Integrity Australia investigation. Clearly, they will be proceeding slowly and carefully with this. This is going to be... A, a slow watch and it's going to be a slow and painful experience for the Melbourne Football Club. There hasn't been one similar to this since the Eagles. Or oh, Essendon and... Yeah. 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 So, yeah, how it plays out is uh, all a mystery, but it's all happening and, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a shock still, I think. Texas on 0487736736. Your thoughts? Call us on the Bauer and O'Day open line on 13 12 55. Bauer and O'Day, because the little things are everything. We'll be back after the break.